We're going to say a little prayer before we begin. Ask God's help. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We can look to you, and you can be with us in all our times of our lives. We think of our country at this time, how much we need you. It comes clear to us and obvious to us that God is what we need more than anything else. So now come and be among us and be our honored guest. And we ask that you would help us as we think about you and our country and our freedoms. Bless these people because they are here today. <clears throat> May we enjoy and be grateful and thankful to God for the freedoms that we have and the freedom to gather and worship as we are here in this place. So bless this service, we ask, in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. Some of you are wondering who I am. Well, your pastor has asked me to come today so that I could speak to you about the current climate of anti-American criticism, which is characterized by things like the attack on that wonderful song, The Star-Spangled Banner, our national anthem. And he asked me to address the infringement on personal liberties that seems to be common in these days. I think he thought that I might be more objective than him, and particularly as he is somewhat annoyed by the failure of leadership to defend our country and its founding fathers as one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I had to remind him that George Washington once said this, a pack of jackasses led by a lion is superior to a pack of lions led by a jackass. <laughs> that was George Washington, not me. My name is Patrick Henry. I'm from Virginia, and I was part of that first Continental Congress. The Virginia House of Burgesses is where I made my fame. I also served as a governor of Virginia. But what I am most known for was a speech that I gave in the state assembly where I said those now famous words, If we wish to be free, we must fight, but we shall not fight alone. God presides over the destiny of nations. The battle is not to the strong alone but to the vigilant and the active and the brave. Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased as the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, God Almighty. I know not course, what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so your pastor thought I might speak to you today about liberty and this is the day the 4th of July holiday when we celebrate what happened because on the 4th of July they released that document called the Declaration of Independence and I thought I might read just a section or two from it it's quite a long document I certainly wouldn't read the whole thing to you but there are some wonderful parts of it that we want to think about today and so I'm going to read for you just a section or two from the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, 
that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whatever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall be most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America and General Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that as free and independent states they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, and do all other acts and things which independent states must do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortune, and our sacred honor. I want you to notice that through that whole document, God is mentioned in many ways. Nature's God is called on. The Creator is called on. Divine providence is called on to help. And the supreme judge of all the earth is called on to stand for our country. And so... As we look and notice that God is mentioned all through it, I first want to begin this morning with a Bible text to help us see things in the proper light as we begin. I'm reading from Isaiah chapter 40 at verse 13. Who hath directed the Spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, hath taught him? With whom took he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and showed to him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket, and are counted as the small dust of the balance. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing and vanity. My friends, first let me assure you that God is on his throne and he rules over the affairs of men and there is no power on earth that shall ever challenge his power or remove him from his throne. The very existence of these United States in America was all wrapped up in God's perfect plan. 
on that wonderful anthem that we sing, the national anthem, the words are this, blessed with victory and peace, may the heaven-rescued land praise the power that has made and preserved us a nation. My friends, America is a heaven-rescued land, and it is preserved by God himself. Consider with me that America was discovered by Christopher Columbus in the year 1492. And after its discovery, it was never developed at all until 1620, almost 130 years before the pilgrims were the first to successfully start a colony. Why the wait? Why the 130 years? Because God would use this land as a place of religious freedom. Pilgrims and Puritans and Baptists and Quakers and Separatists all came to America because they were in search of religious freedom, the right to worship God in their own way. And so it was unique in the history of this world that God preserved a place where those in search of freedom to worship could come and be free to serve God as they wished to worship without government restraint. America was God's great plan of religious freedom. On the 4th of July... We celebrate that first publishing of that famous document that we call the Declaration of Independence. In it, my friend Tom Jefferson wrote that we were declaring our independence from England. And he explained the basic reason for our right to freedom. Listen to his words. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The word unalienable needs explanation. If something is alienable, it means you can transfer ownership. A house is alienable. A piece of property or a bank account are alienable. That is, you may transfer the ownership from one person to another. But these are God-given rights which are unalienable. That is, you cannot transfer them. They are yours forever. God gave them to you, and they are yours. No one can take them from you. So what are they? Well, the first one, he said, was life. God has given each of us life. Life is God's gift to us. Ever since God breathed into Adam, so the Bible says, Adam became a living soul. And so God gives life to every man. Jesus, continuing it, said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. God has the power to give life, and no one can take it from you. And it is clear that our founding fathers and Tom Jefferson wrote, it is the responsibility of government to defend your right to life. 
And when the government said that unborn babies don't have that right to life, the government violated their sacred trust and failed to accomplish their responsibility to defend our God-given rights explained in the Declaration of Independence. And also Tom Jefferson wrote that liberty is a God-given right Jesus said, if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Freedom is a God-given right, and it is, again, the responsibility of government to defend and to protect our liberties and to guard our freedom. Now, during the American Revolution, there was a great debate in the Continental Congress and all through the 13 colonies. Should we demand our freedom and go to war and risk our lives? Or should we play it safe and give up our freedoms and not go to war? And during that debate, we asked the question, which is more important, safety or freedom? Benjamin Franklin, that wise old man, answered the question. Here's what he said. They who give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Now, my friends, in our day, today, right here, our government restricts our activities, and they claim they do it to keep us safe. I ask you, how much liberty should we give up just to be safe? I must say, I was very encouraged. Last night, I stood on this property, and I looked to the north and to the south and to the east and the west, and all around me, half a dozen places all around were sending up fireworks for the 4th of July. And I was glad they choose liberty over safety. Amen. Now, in that document that we call the Bill of Rights, article number one says this, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or that is to say a national church, like England had the Church of England, or prohibit the free exercise thereof. That is, Congress shall not make any law prohibiting the free exercise of religion. So is the government prohibiting the free exercise of our religion? Well, thank God he gave us parking lot church. But my friends, we need to be watchful. We need to be vigilant. We need to keep track of our liberties. And remember, the government has no right to take away our religious freedom. This country was founded with the very idea of protecting religious freedom. And I've heard people say, uh, we shouldn't give it up easily. I say we should never give it up. 
And here's what the Continental Congress said. True religion and good morals are the only solid foundation of public liberty and happiness. And we earnestly recommend to the states to take the most effectual measures to encourage religion. My friends, I don't believe that calling churches non-essential does anything to encourage religion, do you? No, my friends, we must be watchful and vigilant. After all, that wise old Ben Franklin warned us. He said, first, a useless man is a shame. He said, two useless men is a law firm. And three useless men is Congress. <laughs> That's what Ben Franklin said anyway. I didn't say that. But we must have a way to fight back. The Declaration of Independence also says the government derived their powers from the consent of the government, of the governed. Or we the people have a voice. It's called the vote. And make sure you use it. And secondly, we have a better voice. Daniel in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us, heard, he got the news about a new law that it was illegal to pray. And the first thing he did was opened his windows and bowed and prayed three times a day. And I believe he did it not so much in defiance of the king as he did it in obedience to God. It is our right to pray for our country. It is our responsibility to pray for it, that God would be with it and God would help it. That's something that we can all do. Tom Jefferson finished the Declaration of Independence with these words. For the support of this Declaration of Independence, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And so, in closing here today, may we say this, Here in East Shelby, we firmly rely on God for the protection of our church and of our people. We pledge to each other our lives and our love and our full support. And may God bless you. Thank you for being here today, sharing these ideas and messages with us. And may God bless America. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad your pastor wasn't here. He won't get blamed for this. So. We're going to get the choir ready to sing one more song for you, but we're going to have a closing prayer. Ask you to bow your heads with us. Dear Heavenly Father, for the love of country, we have come here. We have asked that God would bless America, that you would keep us vigilant and ever 
attending to the business at hand. And we want to preserve our freedoms that come from the hand of God. And so help our country in its dark confusion. Help them to know that there is only one right way. We must find strength and help in Almighty God as those founders did so long ago and prayed for your guidance and help through the coming days. We ask for your guidance and help. We ask that we will not be afraid to stand up and to count our blessings and to know that God is good to us and be willing to say that uh, we believe in those founding principles, that God is part of this country. And if we make him that again, we shall succeed and do well. If we leave him out, we shall not. So help our country, Lord. Bless us at this time as we remain true to you, first of all, obedience to God, and then that we'd be true to each other here in this place. We ask that you would bless each person that's here today, and God bless America. Pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen. We're going to sing one song in closing. called God Bless the USA.
bless America. God bless America. Thank you for being with us today. Let's bow our heads for a little prayer as we finish up. Dear Heavenly Father, bless these folks because they've been be here today. We thank you for the love of God that wraps itself around us no matter what happens. We can trust in you and believe in you with all our hearts. And we pray for our country now that wisdom would prevail and foolishness would be taken out of the way. Help us, Lord, we ask, to preserve our freedom and stand up next to each other and defend this country. We ask you her blessing and help in all these things. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Happy Fourth of July to you all. I hope you've enjoyed the service. <laughs> Wonderful to have you here today. Thank you. God bless America.